I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today on The Winning Side broadcast. I'm Daniel McManus, one of the assistant pastors here at Victory Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning in and listening, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on YouTube, uh, whether you're on the podcast later on. Hope that you're having a great day already, and we do trust and pray that this episode will be a great blessing in your life. Uh, Boy, we had a great day in church yesterday with uh, Bruce Fry being here with us all day yesterday. I know for myself personally, it was my first time hearing him, and it was such an encouragement uh, to hear the song, but also the message. Uh, Sunday school, we had a combined Sunday school, and he gave a great testimony of how God saved him and called him and has been using him for many years. Let me encourage you. Uh, If you don't go to Victory Baptist Church, or maybe you uh, didn't make it yesterday and you weren't able to be here for Sunday school, uh, that's recorded on our Facebook and on our YouTube. Uh, Please take the time, tune in, listen to that. That was live streamed. I know that testimony will be such an encouragement to you. Uh, All the little pieces that God put together uh, to bring him to this point in his life, it really was amazing. Then the service last night was awesome as well. Uh, Great songs, great service, great message about peace, uh, how we can have the peace of God in our life. Uh, if you know somebody that's unsaved that doesn't know the Lord, maybe that'd be a good message to send them as well. Uh, that can be encouragement as they look towards Jesus. Uh, we are excited about all the things we have coming up here at Victory Baptist Church in the next couple weeks, uh, especially in two weeks. Uh, we have our I Love My Church Sunday uh, with John Everson. That's going to be a great day here at church. The night before, we have our banquet, uh, anniversary banquet, as well as Valentine's banquet. That's going to be a great time. Uh, And then we also mentioned yesterday, on February 4th, I'll be starting my Sunday school class, the Anchor Bible Class. And I'm so thankful for the privilege and the opportunity, uh, hopefully to be an encouragement to men from the Word of God. As I mentioned, I do hope that you're having a great day today, especially a couple people I'd like to mention happy birthday and happy anniversary to. Number one, happy anniversary to uh, Thomas and Renee Saunders. Hope that you're having a great day. And then happy birthday to Howard Fields and Bobby Jones. Uh, Such special people, so thankful for them and their influence in our church. In just a few minutes, we're going to be in Nehemiah chapter 6, but first, we're going to have a song.
Amen. What a great song that is for the cause of Christ. That truly is the reason that we have to live. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I hope that you're having a great day. I know the morning has started out rather chilly. We've had a lot of cold mornings lately. Uh, one of the things I've noticed about this area since moving here pretty consistently when it's cold outside early in the morning, 
I walk outside and I, it's dark oftentimes, and I, I see the car sitting there and as I approach the car, I'm always checking for one thing. Will I be able to sit in the car and go or will I have to do a little bit of work beforehand? You know what I'm talking about. Oftentimes there's ice on the windshield. And so as I step out, I'll sit down in the seat and I'll, I'll try my wipers and see if the ice will come off. And oftentimes it doesn't. And then you have to get off and you have to scrape all the ice off. And, and some of you, maybe you like just to start your car off and let it run for a few minutes so the ice will, will go off. Uh, why do we do that? Uh, we scrape the ice off of our windshields so that we can see, so we can go forward safely. Uh, you understand, you can try to drive with all that ice on your windshield, but it may not turn out too well for you. Uh, that ice is obstructing your view. It's keeping you from seeing clearly and performing the task that needs to be accomplished. As I consider our life, as I consider our day, as I consider uh, day to day what God would have for our life, uh, you would understand uh, that God has a perfect will. Uh, God has a perfect plan. Uh, God has given us all something that we're called to accomplish. But there are things in our life, if we're not careful, that can keep us, that can obstruct our view, that can uh, obstruct our vision, that can distract us from seeing clearly what God has called us to do. And sometimes I, we just have to take a step back, and as you remove that ice, we also need to make sure that removing the distractions, the things that hinder us in seeing clearly what the will of God and the purpose of God for our life is. You see, God has given us all something to do as individuals, all something to accomplish. Uh, this week, what has God given you to do? Uh, who has God called you to be? What has God called you to accomplish? Oh, you better believe if God has allowed us to come to another Monday, come to another day, uh, you better believe that God does not have us here by accident. God has a perfect will for our lives and He has something that He wants us to do. Some of you, God has given you the privilege of being a parent. And God doesn't want us just to be average parents, but God wants to, us to be godly parents that influence the next generation of Christian soldiers. Some of you are grandparents, and you have a great responsibility to pass on your faith from generation to generation. Some of you this week, you're going to be in doctor's appointments. You're going to be uh, working along unsaved co-workers. Uh, you're going to be going out and about and uh, all these different avenues of influence that God has given each and every one of us. We all have something that God wants us to do. We all have a way that we can glorify Him. But if we aren't careful, we will allow distractions to keep us from accomplishing the vision that God has for our life. Can I encourage you here on this Monday morning just to consider with me a few ways that distractions can hinder us from seeing clearly the vision of what God would have for our life. And then if we do see any distractions, let's be careful. As I scraped off the ice of my windshield so I could drive safely, let's be careful to remove those distractions and get our eyes on the Lord, get our eyes back where they need to be. Distractions, uh, we need to be careful, number one, of distractions of our time. Uh, distractions of our time. Uh, we only have limited hours and limited days. Uh, yesterday, Pastor Kovanat uh, preached a powerful message about preparing for eternity. And in that message from the book of James, he talked about time and how quickly time flies by. Isn't it true? Time go does go quickly and it just keeps on speeding up. And if we aren't careful, we can take, uh, we, can, we can use our time in ways that it shouldn't be used. We can use our time in ways that it's not best use. The book of Psalms in chapter 90, verse number 12 says this, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. What's the psalmist saying? Lord, help us to understand the value of each day, to number our days, and then to apply wisdom to those days. 
Oh, we need God's help to live each day to its fullest. But if we aren't careful, we can be distracted in how we use our time. Uh, we can use our time for things that don't hold the greatest value. We can use our time for things that don't have any eternal significance. Uh, one of the things I've learned within the last few years is just because someone is busy, it doesn't mean that they're using their time for a profitable purpose. Uh, we live in a land of busyness. We live in a land of so much going on all the time. And, and we can fill our calendar quite literally. We can look at Monday and we can look all the way till Friday or all the way till Sunday. And we will have something occupying every single hour of our day. And if we aren't careful, we'll just go about with the tasks that need to be accomplished without ever intentionally thinking about, am I using my time to the best of its ability? Not only the busyness of distraction, the distraction of busyness, but, but also uh, the distraction of time that's down downtime. Uh, if we aren't busy, sometimes if we have a little extra time, uh, we can use that time in ways we shouldn't as well. Uh, how, how are you using your time? Are you easily distracted with your time? Or are you on social media too much? Are you uh, using it on TV too much, watching too much TV? Uh, we can be distracted from our purpose in life if we use our time, if we allow our time to be used in areas that it shouldn't be used in. And then secondly here, uh, the distraction of our time, but then also the distraction of our attention. Uh, what can distract us from accomplishing all that God wants us to accomplish? It's when we get our attention on the wrong things. The book of Proverbs says this. It says to guard thy heart with all diligence, for out of it, are the issues of life. We need to be careful about the thoughts that we think. Isn't it true that our attention is always being competed for? There's something that's always wanting to steal our attention away, and if we aren't careful, we'll allow our attention, our mind, our thoughts to be on things that distract us from the purpose that God has for our life. I read recently that the average attention span currently is just eight seconds. It's so true that our attention can be pulled this way and pulled that way. And if we aren't careful, if we aren't intentional about our thoughts, our thoughts will be distracted. And as a result, we'll live a distracted life. What's the Bible say? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I'm in Nehemiah chapter 6, just for the next several moments here. The story of Nehemiah tells us about how God had called him to build this wall. But as he was building this wall, there were some people that were trying to keep him from building the wall and trying to keep him from completing the wall. Nehemiah chapter 6 says, verse number 1, Now it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arabian, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at the time I had not set up the doors upon the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono, but they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them, saying, Here's what Nehemiah said, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? We see that these individuals did not want Nehemiah to complete the wall. They were trying to keep Nehemiah from accomplishing the task that God has for his life. They were trying to distract him. Three separate times they tried to distract him. Number one, to come down from the wall to the place called Ono. It's one of the cities there. Uh, secondly, they gave false accusations. They said, Nehemiah, we're going to send a letter to the king of Persia that's saying that you're trying to take over his territory. You're trying to usurp his authority, which was false. 
But did Nehemiah listen? No, he didn't. He was not distracted. And then lastly, they sent the voice of a false prophet, a man that came saying he was from God, but he really wasn't. And he was trying to get Nehemiah to come down from the wall as well. What are we saying here? Nehemiah had plenty of distractions. If Nehemiah wanted to find a reason to quit, he probably could have found a reason to quit. If Nehemiah wanted to find a reason to stop working, he could have found a reason to stop working. If Nehemiah wanted to be distracted, Nehemiah could have been distracted. But Nehemiah kept his focus on what God had called him to do in the midst of all the distractions. Oh, dear friend, don't miss it. God has called you to do something great. Oh, your life is not insignificant. Your life is significant in the eyes of God. And he's put you right where you are for a specific reason. He's put you in your place for a specific purpose. God has put you around the people that you're around today, not by accident, but for a specific reason. Don't be distracted by all the things that can pull our attention in a variety of ways and cause us to miss the purpose that God has for our life today. Uh, what kind of ways that we can we be distracted with our thoughts, with our mind? Uh, number one, we can put our attention on people's opinions. We can let our mind go to what others think about us, what others feel about us. We can let our mind go to are we being approved of other people? And our thoughts about others' opinion will take our attention. It'll be a distraction from what God wants us to do in the moment. You know what will keep you from being the soul winner that God wants you to be? If you're always worried about what other people think. You know what will keep you from, from working in the church and being involved in the church, maybe singing in the church and using your gifts, your talents, and your abilities if you're always worried about what people think? You know what's going to keep you from, from making the right decision day by day? Uh, not the decision everybody else wants you to make, but the right decision that God wants you to make. It's being concerned about the opinions and the thoughts of other people. Oh, when we set our mind to what God wants, we don't have time for what other people want. Uh, secondly here, the attention of our own insufficiencies. If we aren't careful, we wake up each day and we'll get our mind focused on ourselves and not on God. We'll begin to think, oh, I'm not able to do this. I'm not able to do that. A pastor talked about how Moses, uh, Moses was called by God to, to do a great work, to perform a great task, uh, to lead the children of Israel. And Moses said, Lord, I'm a man of slow speech. Moses at first was so focused on what he couldn't do that he was missing what God wanted to do through him. Hey, don't become so focused on what you can't do that you miss what God wants to do through you. And then lastly, the attention of our own worries. Uh, there's no question in my mind that many of you have troubles that you're going through right now. Many of you have circumstances that you would not have chosen for yourself and that, quite frankly, you're ready that, for them to go away. We have worries that often come to our mind. The Bible says this, though. Uh, Brother Bruce Fry mentioned it last night. But be careful for nothing. Oh, don't set your mind on the problem. Don't set your mind on the situation, the circumstance, but set your mind on the God who's able to take care of it. The truth is this. We can worry all day long. We can wake up in the morning and we can fill our mind with worries. We can eat our lunch and we can fill our mind with worries. We can get ready for bed at night and we can go to bed worrying all the day long. And you know what those worries will do? Absolutely nothing. It'll just steal our time and our mind and our attention away from the people that God's put in front of us, away from the tasks that God's put in front of us. But here's what we can do with those worries. We can bring them to God. And we can say, God, I'm moving my attention from my worries to your will for my life. I'm moving my attention from my problems 
to your purpose for my life. Lord, I'm moving my attention from all the things that are going wrong to the God that I know that is able to make all things go right. Oh, we can be distracted by many different things. Can I ask you this week, it's Monday, were you distracted by anything last week? Was your time distracted in certain ways? Was your attention distracted in certain ways? If it was, let's be careful this week, by God's grace, to set our mind on the purpose that God has for our life and to remove those distractions, knowing this, that God has called us to be a people who live as if we are on the winning side. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.